Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast. This is Jason Gewertz, editor and publisher of Sports Travel, and we have a terrific guest on this episode in Rob Higgins, the executive director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and the president and CEO of the Tampa Bay Host Committee for Super Bowl 55, which will be staged February 7th at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Rob will be in conversation with Sports Travel senior editor Matt Traub, discussing plans for the game and recapping the ups and downs of what has been a challenging year in the sports event industry. But before we begin, the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teams Conference and Expo, the world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry. Teams 21 will be held at the Atlantic City Convention Center in Atlantic City, New Jersey, September 27th through the 30th, 2021. This year's conference will once again feature the co-location of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic SportsLink program and NGB Best Practices Seminar, as well as the annual symposium of the National Congress of State Games. For more details on everything we have planned at Teams this year, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the conversation. Few destinations in the sports world have experienced the extreme ups and downs of the coronavirus pandemic like the Tampa Bay region. Uh, At the height of the pandemic start, the city lost out on the chance to host WrestleMania, an event that moved to WWE's training center in Orlando. Uh, The city's sports fans got to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning hoist their first Stanley Cup, only from inside the bubble in Edmonton, where the finals were staged on neutral ice. Uh, They also got to see the Tampa Bay Rays reach the World Series, also at a neutral site in Arlington, Texas, and they even saw the USL Tampa Bay Rowdies reach the Soccer League's final, only to see the championship game canceled due to positive tests among players for COVID-19. And yet, in between, there have been some significant wins. The NBA's Toronto Raptors are calling Tampa's Amelie Arena home for the foreseeable future over concerns about NBA teams crossing the border back and forth into Canada uh, had they played in Toronto. And the Super Bowl, of course, is set to be staged with an announcement expected soon on potential attendance and a fan fest that will be open and free to the public under safety guidelines. Uh, it's been quite a role for the region's professional sports teams and for the destination itself. And in this conversation, our Matt Traub talks with Rob about the impact the Super Bowl will have on the destination, the ups and downs of the past year, and why Higgins and his team are taking a positive outlook for the events that are continuing and the ones still to come. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Rob Higgins is the executive director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission, and since being hired in June 2004, his primary responsibility has been to promote the development of community sports in the region, as well as leading the Sports Commission as the principal organization that bids on and hosts sports and entertainment events in Tampa Bay and Hillsborough County. In the past 16 years, Tampa Bay has hosted three NCAA Women's Final Fours, multiple ACC and SEC basketball and football championship events, two NCAA hockey Frozen Fours, the 2017 College Football Playoff National Championship, the 2018 NHL All-Star Weekend, and that's just part of the long list. Higgins is the President and Chief Executive Officer for the Tampa Bay Host Committee for Super Bowl 55, which is scheduled to kick off on February 7th at Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to join us today. Appreciate you having me. Um, Tampa Bay will be hosting the Super Bowl for its fifth time, but even for a city, whether it's your first time or fifth time, it's always a unique occasion. Obviously, this is a a Super Bowl that will be held under conditions unlike any other. How much has the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic really affected all the plans that you had started way back when, when you first had the committee having meetings? Our community is, is no stranger to hosting the Super Bowl during challenging times, whether it was 
1991 with the Gulf War or 2009 with the recession. Um, we're just so proud of how Team Tampa Bay steps up when it needs to step up most. And I don't think any of us envisioned back when we went on the clock last February that things would unfold exactly the way they have. There's been a lot of, of twists and turns throughout. But really, two things um, haven't changed, despite all the pivoting and, and new information that constantly evolves. And the first is we want to do a great job maximizing the opportunity for our community. When you think about what a Super Bowl does in terms of economic impact and social impact, and then the marketing value you receive as a community, no matter what it looks like, we've got to make sure we're doing everything we can to maximize being on this incredible stage. And then second, we've got to be great partners to the NFL. And the Super Bowl has really helped make our community over the years what it is. It's a big part of the fabric of our community's story. And the reason why it is, is because we've had such a fantastic partnership with our friends at the NFL. We wouldn't have this Super Bowl coming here had we not been great partners to the NFL during the previous four. Uh, so we're doing everything we can uh, to make sure that, that we're holding up our end of the bargain. And, uh, and I think the, the NFL and Team Tampa Bay partnership has, has never been stronger. You know, certainly it's been battle tested over these last 10 or 11 months. And we're just so proud and so appreciative of this incredible opportunity to host the Super Bowl when really our community needs it the most. You know, a Super Bowl for any destination is not just a game. It's a week-long, week-plus-long, typically a schedule of events, activations, all sorts of things. Obviously, the pandemic changes a lot of that. As planning has adjusted, has that dampened enthusiasm in the region at all because of the, you know, what, with whatever activations that you had planned unable to take place? No, I mean, our community is pumped. I mean, we, we absolutely love the Super Bowl and, and appreciate the Super Bowl, and, and I don't think anything can dampen that. And you know, it's not about, for us, it's not about the events that won't happen or the hotel rooms that won't happen. It's about the ones that will. And you look at it on the event side, the fact that we're hosting Super Bowl experience presented by Lowe's, that's going to be the first fan festival to take place since the pandemic started. And it's happening in a really healthy and safe fashion with tremendous protocols in place, um, it's the it's for the very first time it's free. You know, hats off to the NFL for making that. It's spread out along our three mile river walk. It's outdoors. It's going to be a great event and a safe event for families to come down and create memories. I mean, what a special event to be able to take place. You know, on the hotel side of things, we anticipate this to be the most rooms that we've booked since the pandemic started. I just talked to our airport. The other day, the passenger traffic right now is more than double what they've been seeing on average in recent months. And so this is going to be a fantastic shot in the arm, again, when our community really needs it. So some people would look at it as the glass is, is half empty. We see the glass three quarters full, and we're just so appreciative of this partnership with the NFL and then all of our community partners stepping up to really take advantage of this unique opportunity. You know, mentioned in the lead and just the long list of the major events that have been in the Tampa Bay region uh, over the past decade plus. But still, what makes the Super Bowl as a destination stand out from any of those? Well, you look at the, the Super Bowl and it's, it's really America's event. Uh, there's, there's no bigger stage 
out there. And it's not just about the impact that it can make financially on a community. It's also about the media value as well as the social impact. From a media value standpoint, you look at the eyes of the world are, are really upon you. And, it, and it's not just something that we take for granted by any means. It's something that we are really diligent about in terms of working with the broadcast crews for several months, building relationships with them, making sure they know how far we've come since we last hosted in 2009, and then where we're going in the future. We want to leverage that platform as best as possible. On the social impact side of things, it's an opportunity to work with the NFL through a $2 million joint investment into our community. We went on a listening tour when this very started, is when this very process started, and reached out to community leaders and talked to them and found out what our key areas of need are, and then worked with the NFL where we're mutually aligned with them on these different pillars, areas like early childhood education, areas like food insecurity, systemic justice, health and wellness, families, the environment. I mean, you think about really important issues and we build out a strategic plan with strategic partners and now we've been executing it. And because of that, and we really kicked it off, it's called Forever 55, kicked it off back on December 14th. At that point in time, we were 55 days out from the Super Bowl. But because of Forever 55, it's really 55 days of Super Bowl 55. It really has that type of impact. Every single day, something's happening. But it's not about just the lead in to February 7th. It's about leaving a lasting impact and legacy. And that's what the NFL is all about and we're about. So Forever 55, because of the way it's been set up, because of that investment, because of the partners involved, this is a Super Bowl that's going to leave a lasting impact on our community for a lifetime. And you know, we couldn't be more appreciative of that of the NFL. And it couldn't be more important now uh, as a community for this to be so well-timed from our perspective. You mentioned it briefly earlier. How do you believe Tampa Bay will be able to deliver on the vision that it has for the Super Bowl experience for all who are there in the region, people who are able to come in, but also be able to do it in a safe and healthy manner? Well, I think our natural setup uh, is really conducive to that. So when we have this three-mile river walk that connects all these different parks that's outdoor, uh, it really lends itself to being spaced out, to be able to limit capacity on the parks, uh, give multiple opportunities when you spread it out, like Super Bowl experiences spread out across a, a really a nine-day run. It, it allows folks to be able to get their time slot uh, through our NFL One Pass app and make sure they carve out their opportunity to do it, but do it in a safe fashion with the, the right protocols in place so that things can be really set up. So when you have this infrastructure like that, where you have a, you know, a walkable downtown campus and then you've got great beaches like we have uh, just a stone's throw away from the stadium and you've got great attractions and event venues, you know, there's something for everybody. You know, I think in some other places, if you accomplish their one landmark type of iconic thing, you check it off the list and there's not a huge reason to go back. Here in our community, you can keep coming back over and over because you could have a different itinerary for year after year after year and experience things that you've never experienced before. And I think that's what's going to be so special about this Super Bowl. Our community has absolutely transformed just over the last few years, let alone 12 years ago since the last time we hosted. So it's a unique opportunity to do it. 
again, do it in a very safe fashion, but we're, we're naturally really excited to be able to do it come the first week of February. Playoffs underway uh, as we're recording this. How often at this point is the host committee meeting Are they ta- and talking with the NFL? And obviously, ahead of the Super Bowl, the biggest question is that there will be some type of a figure of attendance in terms of numbers. When do you see an official announcement coming on how many fans you will be able to have in the game and how the, that those tickets will be allotted? Well, the last 15 minutes is the longest I've gone without talking to the NFL in the last like nine or 10 months. So congratulations <laughs> Matt, for that really unique accomplishment. I mean, we are joined at the hip with them. They actually have been, you know, on the ground here since January 3rd. Some of their representatives, they'll continue to, to land and layer in uh, as things progress towards February 7th. I don't think anybody, any one of us envisioned us, uh, you know, planning the Super Bowl, a good part of it, especially during the this, this spring and summer months from our kitchen tables or any of those things. We've become experts in, in things we didn't know that we need to become experts in and things that hopefully we never have to use again, to be fair. But it really is uh, such an, an awesome opportunity in terms of attendance that's still evolving. We've been in constant communication with the NFL, with our local public health and government officials throughout the entire process. We naturally want to have as many fans as we can, but just as we've talked about across the board, health and safety is going to be the driving factor there. I'm sure the NFL, you know, as things progress in the weeks to come, uh, will be able to make that determination and shed shed some light from that standpoint. Not to be lost in all the Super Bowl planning is that it's a very busy time for Tampa Bay. You Along with the Super Bowl, you still may have a chance to be having your home team, the Buccaneers, in this, in the, who are in the playoffs. But you also have the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning starting in a few days. And you are also, right now, the temporary home for the Toronto Raptors, who are playing home games at Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay. What role was the sports commissions as the Raptors decided to use Tampa Bay as a temporary home base? And how will that relationship between the Raptors and the Lightning work for the next few months? Well, they're a world-class organization, and we're so fortunate uh, to be their temporary home for for as long as they need it. So it was a very quick process as part of it. Um, Certainly, uh, I think between the partnership we have with Vinick Sports Group, uh, who helps run Amelie Arena, uh, as well as our team, um, you know, as the conversation got initiated and then started to progress, it moved really, really quickly. Um, and, and I just, I think we're so excited to be able to call uh, an NBA franchise our own here. You know, it, I know, again, it's temporary and, and we're, we're going to do everything we can to be good stewards of that. Um, but it's, it's an exciting opportunity. You can really sense the enthusiasm around the community. We've been so fortunate uh, to, to have, you know, some great basketball in our community in the past, whether it was the the March Madness four times since 2003 at Amelie Arena to the women's three women's final fours we've had. We've got both of those events coming back here in the near future as well. But to be able to play host to an NBA franchise is awesome. They are, again, just a world-class organization. And we're, we're so fortunate that they selected us and we're going to do everything we can to keep the, the welcome mat rolled out, the red carpet rolled out for as long as we possibly can, for as long as they need us. 
What does having the Raptors do for your destination, Tampa Bay? It's obviously a major American destination for tourism, but also you are now getting even more international attention in Crip because of uh, Canada and all Canadian fans following the Raptors. How does that help you guys? Pretty unique connection, I think. I mean, we got to be, I don't know if they're sister cities, uh, you know, (laughs) cousin cities, whatever you want to call it, but I definitely think we have this really unique connection now to Toronto and obviously the entire country of Canada. Again, we we are not looking to poach an NBA team here. We're looking to serve as a just, you know, the best host we possibly can. We know they're going to head back to Toronto when it's safely uh, able to do so. But, you know, I, I think it's been just an outstanding opportunity to get to know their organization. We see their fans on on social. They're so passionate throughout, which I think we take a lot of pride as Team Tampa Bay in that as well. And we hope that they'll give us a chance, come down, visit us. Maybe they're getting a, some flavor through the different media outlets as to what our community is like. And we'd love to play host to them the next time they choose someplace to, to vacation. I can't let you go without giving you a chance to talk about uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who we mentioned earlier, Stanley Cup champions for the first time this past season. Unfortunately, it was in a secure bubble environment in Canada, so Tampa Bay wasn't able to see it in person. But what was it like for your destination? You've had championship teams there in the past with the Buccaneers, but the Lightning, it was their first Stanley Cup championship. They've been to the finals before, but what was it like for you guys and you think for the region to be able to say, that that team had had finally gone over the top oh i mean it's so much buzz uh related to it i mean you just saw it playing out on on social media and you just could feel the energy around it and the you know the lightning organization is just so incredible you know it starts at the top with mr vinnick who has been an absolute godsend to our community i mean he has been incredible to so many different people and being just so supportive philanthropically so first and foremost to see him get you know his first cup from from that standpoint was incredible and then all the way you know down the line players like Steven Stamkos who's been here forever and been a pillar of the community to their coach John Cooper who's done amazing things uh, in the community as well Uh, up and down the line just meant so much you know to see their front office rewarded from that standpoint and now naturally as we turn the page to the next season here we're you know we're excited uh our hope is that they can pull off a repeat here and and uh just become even more iconic and historic but you know the the run that our community is on on a lot of fronts i mean the buccaneers making the playoffs for the first time since 2007 you look at the ownership there with the glazer family everything they've done for the community as well you just love to see good people get rewarded with good things happening. And and that's what's happening. The Rays making the World Series with Mr. Sternberg and, and their front office as well. You know, their other franchise they own too. The Rowdies made the championship. So Team Tampa Bay is on a little bit of a roll here. We don't want to jinx it. We want to keep it rolling. Um, but uh, but certainly it, it's, a, it's a great time for our sports teams. We love seeing our fans get rewarded for for everything that they continue to do to support each and every one of them and the future is bright here you know we just couldn't be more excited to see how things unfold and and together we're going to try to continue to do really big things 
Well, as you said, it's certainly been quite a run for Tampa as all the local sports teams. And then, of course, the eyes of the world will be upon Raymond James Stadium. Super Bowl 55 scheduled for February 7th. And Rob, we really want to thank you for your time and uh, best of luck in the busy planning that continues up to kickoff. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate everything you guys do for the entire tourism industry. I know it's obviously been you know, a, a challenging time throughout, but uh, but you guys have been you know, a great resource for, for all of us to stay in the know of, of everything going on uh, and how to navigate these uncharted waters. So we really appreciate everything you guys do and your continued support. All right, Rob, best of luck going forward. This has been another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com, which features regularly updated breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports event industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com, at Sports Travel on Twitter and Instagram, and at Sports Travel Magazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Jason Gordon for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.